Well, good evening and welcome to our Great Hills Baptist Church Good Friday service. We're so delighted to have you uh, tune us in and worship with us on this climactic, wonderful day where we celebrate uh, the greatest sacrifice ever known, and that is the death of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins. And we celebrate him tonight. And we just are so glad that you have joined in with us. Um, whether you're a member at Great Hills Baptist Church or not, I know many people all over the world will tune us in and worship with us. And so we especially, we here at Great Hills, we especially welcome you. My name is Danny Forshee. I serve as the pastor here at Great Hills, and we are delighted uh, to have you. If you're watching us on Facebook, please uh, press the like button. You can comment, and you can also share to let other people know that you are worshiping the Lord on Friday night here at 6 p.m., uh, Central Standard Time. Also, our YouTube uh, watchers, you can push the like and comment as well. So again, just welcome. We're glad that you're here to join in with us as we worship our great God on this very significant, special evening where we honor and recognize especially the death of Jesus and his resurrection. So before me, I have the elements and I want to just kind of give you some uh, preparation time, if you have not already, to go ahead and get you a piece of bread. I have a little wafer here. I can't share it with you. It's just for me here by myself. But get your piece of bread. Also, if you want to get you some, some grape juice or uh, whatever you'd like to use there for the Lord's Supper. And we, in a few moments, uh, after I share this message with you, that I believe God has given me this word for you tonight. Uh, and toward the end... We'll just move into this very sacred moment where we will eat the bread and drink the beverage, drink the juice in honor and in recognition. You know, Jesus told us to do this. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, uh, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So what a great time for all of Christendom for all the followers of Christ all over the world to recognize this day, this sacred day. We call it Good Friday. We should call it Great Friday. It's good and great for us, but it was a very difficult, and, and can I say just a horrendous day for Jesus through his passion, what he experienced, and the death that he died on that Roman cross for you and for me. You say, well, why did he do that? You may be just tuning in and go, well, who is this guy preaching? What are they doing there on Facebook Live? Hey, we're proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he loves you so much that he would die a substitutionary death. That means he took your place and my place on the cross, the sinless one, the beautiful one, who died for you and me in our sins. And he arose from the dead. Hallelujah, we celebrate that. Easter Sunday, we celebrate it every day that Christ is risen from the dead. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at Mark uh, chapter 10. That is our text. If you have your Bibles, love for you to turn to Mark chapter 10. We'll read uh, verses uh, 42 through 45. Uh, wonderful passage of scripture where uh, Jesus tells us that those who are truly great are those who serve or put other people ahead of themselves. I always enjoy, whether I'm reading or watching uh, people who literally personify what we're about to read here in just a moment and follow Jesus' lead, follow his example in putting others first. And really that is the, the key, that is the that is the key to greatness in the kingdom of God is to put others ahead of ourselves, even to the point that we would even lay down 
our lives for another. I saw another recent example of this agape kind of love, and it was from a priest in Italy, and his name is Don Berardelli. He was 72 years of age, deeply loved in his parish, in his community. And so here's what he did. His people knew that he, his health was not the, the greatest. And so before the coronavirus, they had already purchased him a ventilator. And he uses, he, just in case he needed this, because again, his health wasn't that great. So March the 15th, he took his ventilator and he literally gave it to a younger person and said, look, I want you to have this over me. The next day he died. So he literally... Follow the example of Jesus. He literally laid down his life so another person uh, could live. The mayor, a lady by the name of Clara Poli, where uh, Beradali served as the longtime priest, this is what she said about his character, about his person. She said, this man was a great person. He was always cheerful. He was always full of enthusiasm. He gave great peace and joy to our communities. He was a priest who listened to everyone. He knew how to listen. Whoever turned to him knew that he could count on him for, for help, end of quote. His story, you may have heard about it, it went viral. I mean, literally all over the globe as people heard about this priest who gave away his ventilator in order to save a younger person. One American priest uh, said this about Berardelli. He said, he was a martyr of charity. I love that. He's a beautiful emblem example of charity, of agape love. And then he quoted this verse, John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. Of course, that's from Jesus who demonstrated this perfectly when he gave his life on the cross for you and for me. March the 16th, I thought this was just phenomenal. What the people did in these communities where this priest served in Italy, March the 16th, they opened up their windows and uh, they, let, they let people see them as they applauded and just, just wave after wave of just applause as people were just commending and thanking God for the life of this priest. And that happened on a Monday, March the 16th. I love stories like that. You know why? Because it really, it depicts what Christianity, genuine New Testament Christianity is all about. And it is putting others before self. Can you imagine what our life would be like what this world would be like if we as the followers of Jesus took on the character of Jesus and literally put others before self. And I'm telling you, it would radically change our world. And we're seeing a little bit of that during this coronavirus. We're seeing people literally serve and help. Of course, we're seeing the other, right? We're seeing people react in fear and paranoia, and, and hoarding, and, and they're doing just the opposite of what Jesus is asking us to do. But if we could lay that aside and say, Christ, you are first and preeminent in our lives. We want to follow you. We want to follow your example. Oh, what kind of world would we have? So I'm in Mark chapter 10. I'm going to read this passage of scripture to you. Make a few comments, and then thank you, Lord, we get to observe the elements tonight. You do right there in the comfort of your home. So it's Mark chapter 10. Begin reading in verse 42. But Jesus called them to himself and he said to them, You know that those who rule are or those who are considered rulers, they do that over the Gentiles and they lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. But I love this verse. Yet, however, but 
it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great, megala is the Greek word where we get the word mega. Whoever desires to become great among you shall be your, and Jesus uses the Greek word diakonos. It's where we get the English word uh, a deacon. It literally means to wait tables or to serve. Whoever's gonna be great among you will do that. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be, now look at this word, doulos, the slave, the menial household servant slave of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. I love this passage of scripture. It really not only encapsulates the gospel of what Jesus did for you and me, but as an extension of the gospel in your life, in my life, he says, here you go. You wanna be great? You wanna be recognized by God and honored by God and your fellow man? Here's what you need to do. You need to serve others. I know that's counter so counterculture to our lives and to the life of our culture. I know that. But Jesus has given us the key to greatness. And it's so true, is it not? Think about it. The people that you admire the most, is it not the people who serve? I mean, literally the people who think of others before they think of themselves. And I think Jesus has just given us a beautiful teaching here. And so I want to elaborate on it for just a moment. One of my professors in seminary many years ago, Dr. Al Faisal, he said, this is the greatest passage of scripture in all the Bible. Isn't that neat? Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. One of my favorite books I enjoy reading, it's a two volume commentary on every passage in the Bible. It's called the Bible Knowledge Commentary. And as I was reading over that commentary in preparation for this message today, I wanna read from you for you some of the highlights. And, and I just wanna bring you in to my study, if you will, into some of the truths that I have gleaned from this text based on uh, this excellent commentary that I, that I have. And the commentary reads, whoever aspires to be first, literally first among you, let him be a slave, let him be a doulos, one who forfeits his own rights in order to serve any and all. A disciple is to serve. Are you with me? A disciple of Jesus is to serve others, not his own interests, voluntarily and sacrificially. The commentary goes on to read, Jesus himself, is the supreme example of true greatness. Can you get your mind around this? The eternal son of God comes to earth in the incarnation, born in a manger, in a feed trough. Come on now, stay with me. This son of God, the only eternal son of God, lives among us, dies on a cross, is buried, Raised from the dead, Jesus, our Messiah, who took upon flesh and came among the lowly, the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, he says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He became poor in spirit in order to give us an example that we could emulate. Let me, let me go back to what I was reading. The climax of Jesus' service was his death as a ransom. That's what verse 45 says. He did this voluntarily, sacrificially, vicariously and obediently. This word ransom, litron in the Greek New Testament, occurs only here and in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 in the New Testament. 
as the price of release, it refers, ooh, listen to this, watch this. It refers to a payment to effect the release of slaves or captives from bondage. It also includes the concept of substitution. People are captives under the power of sin and death from which they cannot free themselves. So Jesus' substitutionary death paid the price that sets people free. End of quote. Think about it. Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, lived among us a perfect life, died on the cross, arose from the dead, empowers us by His Holy Spirit when we receive Him and gives us the spiritual wherewithal whereby we can live, ooh, come on now, we live the kind of life that He lived. Now, I know none of us in our own power can do this, right? We have to have God's help to put other people's needs above our own needs. When we take our hands, all right, off of the wheel of notoriety and then just let God lead us, we will find that something amazing happens. God directs us. He guides us to greatness. Watch this. In his eyes and in the eyes of others. And I know that sounds paradoxical, ironic, contradictory, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Who's the most famous person ever? Jesus. Jesus, unquestionably. How did he live his life? As a servant. You want to be great in the eyes of God and esteemed in the eyes of others? Then put others first, serve them, help them, be willing even to lay down your life for them, and then watch what God does in your life, how he blesses you. And when you die, praise God, you go into eternity in heaven. I love this verse in Philippians chapter two, don't you? Verses three and four, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Now see, that's the mindset that you have to have in order to do these selfless acts. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, here it is, but also for the interests of others. How do you do that? How do we do this? I'm gonna take just a few moments and just give you some very simple, practical, tangible help that you can put into practice that you as a follower of Christ, now that's key, that's, that's first. You have to know the Lord in order to be like the Lord. You have to receive forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you're my ransom. You are, the Bible also calls him our propitiation, which means he appeased the holy wrath of God. He took the wrath of God intended to you and to me, and Jesus bore it on the cross, right? Paid the price. He was our vicarious substitute so that we as sinful humanity, all we have to do is believe on him, trust in him. And when we do, the divine exchange happens. God forgives us. Jesus bears our sins and remembers them no more. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. Now, when you receive Christ and you begin to walk with him, you will find that he will empower you to live the kind of life that he lived. Don't you want to live that kind of life? I do. It's a daily battle for me and if we be honest, I think for all of us, it's a daily battle to die to self 
and put Christ and others first. So let me give you some, just some real practical ways to do that. Number one is spend time with Jesus every morning. <laughs> spend time with Jesus every morning and pray as you talk to him, then be quiet and then let him talk to you. That is absolutely imperative. In order for you and me to know the Lord well and to live the kind of life he wants us to live, you got to spend time with him. Look, if you don't spend time with somebody, you don't get to know them. You won't take on their characteristics. Their life cannot influence your life unless you spend time with them. Of course, I'm talking about a devotional time. I love the word tryst. The tryst is a meeting of two lovers and the lover of our soul, Jesus, and you. You come into his presence I recommend you do it every day, every morning. You say, well, I'm not a morning person. Then do it at noon. Do it at, in the evening. Sometime in that 24-hour time frame, get in the Word of God. Read the Word of God and allow the character of Christ to so impact you and enable you and energize you so that you can live the kind of life He wants you to live. It's possible. It's doable. But it's only possible and doable as each and every day you yield yourself to Christ, read his word and listen to the voice of the spirit as he speaks through his word, as he speaks to your heart. That's the first thing. Number two, memorize and repeat Matthew chapter five, verse three over and over again. You say, what does Matthew chapter five, verse three says? What does it say? Well, It's in the most famous sermon ever preached by Jesus, Sermon on the Mount. It's the first of the Beatitudes where Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, Mm, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed, happy, makarios are the poor in spirit, the humble, the broken, those who are dependent upon God. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, not haughty, not arrogant, not looking for people to bless you. No, blessed are the poor in spirit who say, God, I don't have anything of my own. I can't do anything in my own power. God, I need you for everything. I'm broken. I am depleted before you, God. I'm poor in spirit. Then watch what Jesus says. You get it all. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs. They get the kingdom of heaven. So that's a prayer that I pray frequently throughout my life, multiple times during the week. God, help me to be poor in spirit. Help me be in a position, Lord, where I am humble, dependent on you so that I'm in a position that I can serve others. The last thing I want to share with you is this. Look for opportunities to serve. Look for opportunities to put into practice what Jesus has taught us, and that is to serve. Again, it's right here in our text, Mark 10. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your diakonos, your servant. Whoever of you desires to be first shall be the slave, the doulos of all. Well, in just a moment, we're going to partake of the elements. And as we do, this is such an incredible act of worship. God, he, he, he does miraculous wonderful things during this Eucharist, during this communion, during this Lord's Supper. Let me read one more passage of Scripture to you as you just kind of prepare. This may be your chance to go, okay, where's that bread and where's that juice? And look, uh, dads especially, if you have your family around you, I would ask you to serve them. 
Just take the bread and give each person in your family a piece of the bread. Give each person in your family some of the juice that you'll be drinking. And because in just a moment, we're literally going to eat the bread and drink the juice and in honor and recognition of Christ. All right, it's going to be awesome. And here's what Paul says, and we'll pick up in Philippians chapter 2 again, when he says, And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no... Ooh, how about that? He was not interested in his reputation, but we are, right? We want to promote self. We want everybody to know us. We want our name to be in the lights. No, Jesus said that is not the way to greatness. So Jesus gave us the example. He made himself of no reputation, Taking the form of a doulos, it's not diakonos, it's doulos, bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus Christ humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death. Here it is, even the death of the cross. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for your example. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for empowering us to live the quality and kind of life that God wants us to live. Look, you say, but that's impossible. I can't do that. Yes, it is impossible on your own. But Jesus said, with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. So as we partake of the elements, here's what I'd like for you to do. I'd just like for you just to think deeply for a moment. If you never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, do it now. Do it right now. Receive Him into your life. You say, how do I do that? Let me help you do that. Are you ready? Right now, before you go any further, if you've never received Christ and his forgiveness of sin, just pray with me. Mean it from your heart. Dear God in heaven, you can say it. Just repeat after me. I know that you love me and I thank you. I also know, Lord, that I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, as my Savior tonight, right here and right now. I turn from my sins and I embrace you, Christ, as my king. And I commit, say it, say it to him. I commit my life to you to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Welcome to the family of God. Look, if you prayed that prayer and you really meant it, the Holy Spirit of God has come into you and we want to celebrate with you. We want to we help you. We want to encourage you. Reach out to us. You can be so bold as to type it in the description bar there and say, I prayed with you, Pastor Danny. I gave my life to the Lord. Woohoo! We'll celebrate. There will be people all over the world celebrating with you. And we want to follow up with you and encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. Now, if you know the Lord, are you ready? Are you ready to partake of the elements? Let's pray. Let's pray again. Ready? Dear God, thank you for this great opportunity. We love you. We're asking you to prepare our hearts, prepare our mind. Forgive us, O oh God, of every sin that we have committed. Lord, we're sorry. Even though we're your people and we love you, we still fall and we fail. And we ask for the cleansing power of Jesus through his precious blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, prepare our hearts, prepare our minds for such a sacred, momentous time where we observe these elements where we do, Jesus, precisely what you told us to do. We love you, Lord. We need you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. So if you would, just go ahead and get your cup. Uh, your cup's probably a lot bigger than this cup, and that's okay. This is, this is great. Got my juice here. And take your bread, all right, right? So just kind of, if you want to take them both at the same time, that's, that's fine. We're going to go with the bread first, and then we'll go with the juice. The bread here represents the body of Jesus, right? And it was broken on the cross for our sins. And so when we eat this, what we're doing is we're saying, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me, being my substitute and all the agony and all the passion that you went through, you did it all for me. And so I honor you, I worship you and I thank you. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 26, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Thank you, Lord. Next, we do take the, the juice. Um, I'd ask you to go ahead and be prepared. Next, we're going to read Matthew 26, 27, where Jesus said, Then he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission or the forgiveness of sin. So as you drink from this cup, what you're saying is, I believe in you, Jesus. I honor you. I worship you. And I thank you for dying, shedding your blood on the cross for me. I love you. I believe in you. I want to serve you. Let's do this in remembrance of Christ. Wow, what a sweet time. Isn't it a beautiful thing to observe communion? I have to be honest with you, I've never observed communion quite like this. Uh, during a pandemic where, you know, I'm up here by myself and you're there uh, in your home, but it's a sweet time. And Great Hills Baptist Church, God bless you. I love you. I love being your pastor. I love serving you. And I'm so grateful for you and your commitment to the Lord, your love for one another, the body of Christ. Others who, who are joining in from wherever you may be, we're so delighted that you have joined in with us tonight. And I'd love to invite all of you on Easter Sunday, just two days from now, we're going to have a grand celebration. We're going to preach the gospel, sing praise to God. We invite you on any of these platforms that we're on to join us and to worship the Lord with us on Easter Sunday. So God bless you. We love you. Have an incredible uh, evening. And we hope to see you at least through the video. Hope to see you on Sunday.